Praise God. The Lord is good. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Uh, well, let me just share something real quick with you. And if you find Acts chapter 16 and stay in the, stay in the spirit, you don't have to go into, into uh, you know, whatever that mode is where we teach and, or something and you stop pressing in. Um, in Acts chapter 16, notice, notice verse 6. Acts 16, verse 6. It says, now when they had gone through, however you want to say that word. Phrygia, Phrygia. Hmm. And the region of Galatia, I know that one. (laughs) They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. They were forbidden by the Spirit to preach the word in Asia. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, the Holy Spirit who has come to testify of Jesus, make Jesus known, and they're going there to, uh, to Asia uh, to preach the word. I mean, what about Kim and Hyacinth? <laughs> they're going there to, to preach the word in Asia, and the Holy Spirit doesn't let them go. He forbids them to go. Doesn't that sound strange? You know, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and they're going into Asia, and I think that's in the world, right? And there are creatures there, and that means people, and uh, they're going there to preach the word, and the Holy Spirit said, nope, don't go there. Now, uh, to your mind, uh, to their mind, to anyone, you might think, well, that can't be God, because certainly he wouldn't tell us not to go preach somewhere, or would he? Or maybe he knows better. Maybe he knows things about people and time and opportunities and other places that he wants you to be. Would the Lord ever tell you, no, don't do something that it is a good thing, but don't do it? Yeah. See, he does. Sometimes good things, and you'll get a, you'll get a stoplight on the inside. The Holy Spirit will say, no, don't go there. Now, that doesn't mean he didn't want the people in Asia to hear the word. He didn't want, he, he loved the people in Asia. Jesus died for Asians, right? <laughs> and he wanted the gospel to go there. But at this particular moment, at this time, for, for reasons unknown to us, really, there's not a lot of detail. He said, no, don't go there. And how many think we should, uh, we shouldn't question the Lord when we have a direction from him, when he uh, moves us to do something or not do something, we shouldn't uh, hinge our obedience on him explaining himself. Well, if you have to tell me why, and if you tell me why, then I'll, oh, no, he's the boss of me. Come on, say it. <laughs> yeah, he, he has the right to tell us stuff without explanation. Yeah. Many times we get it later or we understand why he said something later, but in, in the initial stages, if he says no or if he says go, yep, sometimes we don't, we don't go because we don't know how it's going to work or how we're going to pay for it or 
those type of questions. So we, we, we refrain from going because we're not a knowing or sometimes we refrain from staying, right? Because we think, I don't understand why he wouldn't want me to go. And again, this comes to trust in him and knowing the spirit of God knows all things, knows what's to come. I mean, you can imagine, you can speculate a little bit the possibilities. If he doesn't want me to go here, maybe whatever's gonna happen there is just gonna be totally unfruitful. It's gonna be a waste of time, waste of energy. I'm going to not only waste my time do, you know, spent in this spot, I'm also not in that spot while I'm in this spot. Maybe there's danger here. Maybe this is a rough situation and, you know, the Lord wanted to keep me out of it. He was saving me. There, there could be a number of possibilities, but back, while I'm back here, I just don't necessarily know what that is, so I stay away. Uh, and we need to trust that. Yeah, trust that every day of your life. Pray regularly. Seek the Lord. It might be a good habit. might be a good practice. Uh, even now in this time, right now, uh, to make good practice each day, each day in the morning, say, Lord, lead me today. Lord, I'm trusting you to guide me. I'm trusting you to, to, to lead me so I'll know which way to go, what to do, what not to do, where to go, what not, where not to go. Each day. Everybody say each day. Maybe you need to pray a while about it. Maybe you don't. Maybe it just needs to be a 10-second prayer. But each day, I want to encourage you. I want to, I want to stir you right now in this moment during this season. Each day, say, Lord, lead me today. Guide me. I'm trusting you to guide my life. I'm trusting you to guide me. Get me where I need to be. Keep me away from things I don't need to be uh, involved with. And he was guiding them, if he did that for them, if he saved them a wasted trip to Asia or maybe a dangerous trip to Asia or maybe stopped them so they could be in, their, in another place, then he will do that for you. He'll do that for me. Amen. Everybody say each day. Each and every day. I'm gonna seek the Lord. I'm gonna trust him to guide me to show me where to go, show me where not to go, amen, amen. I, th I, I think there's some, some navigation needed. And I'm saying, I, when I say I think, I think. <laughs> not just coming out of my mind, I think there's some navigation needed for us in the days to come. I mean, in one sense, it's always true, but the Lord doesn't always stir me up to say this. Uh, some navigation, okay? Some steering needed. Some real specific direction. People need to, to be steered by the Lord, not just steered by your own knowledge, your own limited understanding, but steered your life, your decisions, your goings, your comings by the Lord. Amen. Let him be your navigator from the inside and trust his voice. Trust him. Well, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. I want Asian food <laughs> or, or whatever. <laughs> and the Spirit says, stay out of Asia for now. Right? Panda. Do panda. 
Let's read the next verse. So they weren't allowed to preach the word in Asia. Again, it might have been as simple as those people weren't ready for them. They weren't, their hearts weren't ready, so it would have been a lot of work and little effort. Uh, have you ever, I, I've noticed, I was going to read the next verse, but hold on. <laughs> I've noticed that when I do something that I think of or I decide to do versus when I do something that I'm certain the Lord is leading me to do, it is a tenth of the work with ten times the fruit. Whereas when I decide, you know, you could say the opposite, it's ten times more work and ten percent of the fruit. I mean, it just makes a whole lot more sense whenever the Lord leads you because things are going to work. Money's going to come. Strength will be there. His grace will be on it. You'll be smiling while you're doing it. Come on. I mean, it's still work, but it's work with grace. It's work with an oomph behind you. You got a fun- an unction for your function. Yeah. You got something there. Whereas this, you know, it's a drudgery. Ah, oh, here we go again. It's just hard and very little results. Maybe that's what was going to happen in Asia. But he go on to read, it says, and after that, verse 7, after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Here we go again. I tried to go here, and the Lord said, nope. How about Bithynia? They've got good food, too. <laughs> you know, Bithynian stir fry. <laughs> All right, it wasn't about the food, but... <laughs> But they, they wanted to go. They thought, well, let's go here. Because Jesus had gone to all the world. And specifically, you know, they, Paul had a call to reach the Gentiles. So, you know, you're just doing what you know. Let's go here. But as you go, mm, no, don't go there. And, okay, let's go over here. And he says, no, don't go there either. So you could get fed up at that point and get a little bit irritated with God. Or you could just continue knowing, well, <laughs> meaning, well, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm trying to obey God. I'm trying to preach the gospel. No, don't go here. No, don't go here. Well, if he keeps saying no to something, how many know he does have something in mind? You just haven't gotten to it yet. I check here. No, check here. No, check here. No, keep checking. Well, what about over here? Where where should I go? And it says in uh, verse eight, so passing by Mysia, so they're on the freeway, I guess, and uh, they start, they put on the blinker. They're about to pull in. And the Lord, the Lord says, no, no, no. So they put it off and pull right back on. Passed by Mysia. They came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. So they must have got a place. They're in Troas. The Troas Hilton. Probably not that nice. Uh, um. Vision appeared to Paul in the night, a man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after they had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to him. Interesting how it wasn't even super clear. It wasn't just a word from God, go to Macedonia. Word came in a very unique way. They saw in a vision this guy. Now, maybe that's the only reason they weren't supposed to go to Asia and Bithynia. Because there was a guy in Macedonia calling out to the Lord, 
saying, send someone to help me. Send someone to, to, to bring the gospel to me, or however he would say it, but I need help someone seeking God. And so the, so the Lord directs people in response to others' prayers. Think that would happen in our lives. I don't understand why I, don't, I can't go over here. Because someone over there has faith. Someone over there is asking for help. Someone over there is crying out to the Lord, and you are the answer. How I many know that, that, that indicates to me if we're always making our own plans, then uh, we're not fully aware of whose life is going untouched as a result. Yeah? I mean, certainly if you were the one calling out to the Lord, you would hope that someone whom God is dealing with isn't sitting over there at, at the, you know, the Chinese buffet in their, eating their Asian food. I'm calling out for help. Lord, what's taking so long? Well, I dealt with this guy over here and he went to Asia. Told him not to go. So I, <laughs> I dealt with someone else and they ended up in Bithynia and uh, I'm looking for a third person right now. You ever heard testimonies of people like that? Uh, I, I can't quote it quote exactly, but the testimony of uh, Catherine Kuhlman when uh, she had a, back years ago, had a powerful, miraculous ministry. And, and I believe it was her, Pastor Mickey, maybe you know, uh, that said that, that she was like, do you know this, if this is accurate, that she was like God's fourth or fifth choice? Yeah. And she would say, I mean, miraculously, mightily used of God, great uh, miracles and, and so forth. And, and she herself said, I wasn't God's first choice. Isn't that interesting to think about? The Lord dealt with one, dealt with another, dealt with another, dealt with another. And each person, with, I don't know, they're all scattered over Asia or Bithynia or wherever they were doing their own thing. Or, you know, just not, not obeying the call. And then they got to her. I mean, it's not real comforting. I wonder, okay, what number am I? <laughs> How many did you have to go to before you said, okay, we'll use him? <laughs> Nevertheless, what would be worse than being fit fourth or fifth down the line would be for him to have to go to the sixth person. Because, huh? I don't want to be one in the line that the Lord had to pass over because I'm doing my own thing and I didn't take any time to prepare and I didn't take any time to pray. I didn't take any time to listen. And when I wanted to go somewhere, I just went. Bless God, I'm going. I'm not praying. I'm not seeking the Lord. And if the Lord stops me, I'll just rebuke the devil and go anyway. <laughs> no. Wherever we are, not for us to maybe necessarily know or, be, or determine or be concerned about, when the Lord deals with us, it doesn't matter if you were first choice, second choice, tenth choice. Just be the last choice. Be the one who fulfills the call. Be the one who obeys God. Be the one who ultimately will be rewarded for being in that place. And be the one that reaches the guy in Macedonia. Be the one. Because that person needs someone with skin on. That person is crying out to God and he moves on you. Amen. I think that could work with preaching the gospel. I think it could work with other things. I think it could work with people serving in the church. The Lord deals with one, and they're busy. The Lord deals with someone else, and they're inconsistent. And the Lord deals with someone else, and they're, they've got a gossip mouth.
And, and the Lord deals with someone else. And, and, and now he's dealing with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So are you going to be in that line or keep going on or say, no, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, 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 I'm going to be involved. I'm helping there. It could work with giving where the Lord deals with one and they, they don't follow him. The Lord deals with someone else to give. And they're, 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 they're in fear about giving. And the Lord deals with someone else and they're just selfish or stingy. <laughs> And the Lord deals with someone else, and they can't figure out how it's going to work, so they don't give. I don't know. Which one are you? Which one am I in that line? All I know, I don't have to figure out everybody else. I just want to be the last one. And who knows? Maybe I'm the first one, and he doesn't have to look for anybody else. But you know, sometimes when you're trusting God for something, you've prayed, you put your faith out there to believe God for something material or financial or opportunity, that, that type of stuff, uh, and you're thinking, well, what's taking so long? Well, you don't always know, but here's a possibility. He dealt with this person, and he did dealt with this person, and then he dealt with this person, and I don't know, maybe he gave him each a few days to obey. And he dealt with the next one, dealt with the next one, and he's looking for someone. You read the scripture. We read it recently about how the eyes of the Lord run to and fro across the whole earth looking for someone whose heart is loyal to him. Yeah. I just, want, I just don't want to be one of the people in the line for anything that God wants to do where uh, I'm just one of them in the line. If I'm first, if I'm 10th, yes, use me. Help the guy in Macedonia. Help the guy in Cuna. <laughs> Help the person in the, that works in my office. Help the person that's, that I've, I'm friends with. Help the person that's sitting across the church that I don't even know who they are, but I keep being drawn to them. I think I'm supposed to go talk to them or pray for them or put money in their hand. Just don't let me be one of the people in the lines where they're, they're wondering, what in the world has taken so long? I've been believing God for a while now. Lord, what's, what's going on? Why is it taking so long? I don't want to be one of the reasons that it's taking so long. Yeah? Because I know if I need something, I'm seeking God. I want people to obey quick. Yeah? I got places to go. I'm bills to pay and things to do. And obey God. Well, one thing I can do, I can't control what others do and their obedience to God, but I can be the one who follows him quickly. Yeah? Quickly, I remember uh, years ago. Well, when we were uh, we were getting ready to build and so forth with our church and expand before we were here, and uh, and so I'm in faith. I'm I'm believing God and uh, trusting God for money and 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 openly because we would talk about it in the church. We're believing God for money to to do these things. And and I remember getting one day a check in the mail from another ministry not locally, another minister, a, a church, a ministry, and it was for uh, a chunk of change, okay? More than change, okay? Like 50,000, okay? But here's what was cool about it. It was sent as a check overnight. It was overnighted. You know what that, you know what that's, I thought, this person knows what it means to obey God in the moment. Because if they're dealt with by the Lord to give a substantial offering like that, they're not gonna just get to it whenever they have time. Why, why wouldn't they do that? 
Well, I think probably the assumption is if God's dealing with me to give something to them without knowing the details, I'm going to assume they need it now. Because how many know there are situations like that? You're believing God, and it is due at midnight. And someone's going, yeah, I probably ought to send that to them. Huh. And it could take three, four days for the mail, but that's okay as long as I obey God. Or maybe you should just, I mean, get it to them now. And that's very good seed to sow for your future. Yeah, when you obey God quick to get it to someone else, then you're sowing seed for others to move quickly when the Lord deals with them regarding your life. Praise God. See, everything we do in obedience to the Lord today, and when we take it so seriously and we are prompt, prompt to our giving, uh, we're, we're setting ourselves up for success in the future. We're sowing seed, but we're not only sowing seed, we're sowing seeds of obedience, we're sowing seeds of finance, finances, uh, uh, whatever we're doing. We're sowing seed, but we're sowing it in a, a good way. It's like a good type of seed. It's not just that I'm, I'm gonna obey God, I'm gonna obey him now. You know what I mean? You mean the Lord's dealing with you about something and, uh, and you're not gonna like put it off till next week. Like if the Lord's dealing with you about something in this service here, you're gonna try to make that happen as soon as we're done here. That's what I mean. That would be prompt to, that would be quick obedience. It honors the Lord. It may fill an immediate need, who knows? And it definitely prepares you for quick responses in the future. I don't know about you, I like quick responses. When I have need, when I'm seeking the Lord, Lord, move on me now. Okay, why don't you obey him now? <laughs> Amen. Isn't that interesting how we want to do God in our own time and want him to move in our time? I'll get to that. Praise God. Amen. So thank God the man at Macedonia got to hear the gospel because they stopped in their tracks when it was, when they were, they thought they had a right decision. They thought that it was a smart thing to go to Asia, Bithynia, but go to Troas and have a dream. But if they were in Bithynia, I don't know if dreams come to Bithynia. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what would happen. Maybe that dream never would have happened. Huh? I don't understand why some people have those dreams and I don't ever have them. Maybe you're in Bithynia. In other words, one thing leads to another. One step of obedience to God leads to another opportunity. One step, whether it's, again, obedience, going, doing, saying, giving, serving, whatever it is, one step of obedience to God, that opens the door for the next room. What's gonna happen in that room? I don't know, but in that room, there's another door. And you go to another place. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Can I show you one more thing? You got a minute? Um, First Kings chapter 17. 
I'm not teaching tonight. I'm just going to share this. <laughs> no, you remember prophet Elijah? Elijah. Um, there was a drought. First Kings 17 and verse 3 reads, uh, well, verse 2, then the word of the Lord came to him. Of course, there was a, read verse 1, 2, but the word of the Lord came to him, verse 3, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. See, this is, a, this is a, kind of an old famous sermon that I've preached before, at least my own version of it, and others have, have did it before I did, and, and it's usually referred to as a place called there, a place called there, because the Lord sent Elijah, he said, go there, he said, I've commanded the, the ravens to feed you, where? There, there. Well, since like, you know, they travel like as the crow flies. How about the ravens just come here? We do that to the, to the Lord sometimes. Well, I'm good here. I mean, I kind of like it here. This is my place. And the Lord said, I've commanded them to feed you there. And if ever the Lord says, go there, understand that's where the food is. That's where the brook is. That's where the provision is. That's where his... His, everything you need is there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, uh, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell where? There. See, I have commanded the widow, that, thank you, there to provide for you. So he's supposed to go somewhere else to the next there, and there he would be provided for. Well, what if he said, I like the brook? Lord, make the brook flow again. Keep the ravens coming. Well, the Lord moved him to a new there. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came uh, to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, please bring me a little water and a cup that I may drink. And she was, as she was going to eat, uh, he called her and said, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand, and, and yada, yada. Okay, you get, the, you get the picture. I won't teach the whole message right now. Uh, but that, that principle is true, and it's similar to stay, don't go to Asia, don't go to Bithynia, go to Troas and then have a dream and then go, go to Macedonia. And Elijah was instructed to go here, and that was the provision of God. And when he went there and he was provided for, then the Lord said, now go over here, and there was the provision of God. So whenever the Lord moves on us, whenever, the Lord get, whenever we get a word from God, and, and as we navigate the days ahead, there will be times when it'll be, uh, it's time to move here, it's time to go here, it's time to, time to change things. And we're listening, so we're avoiding storms. We're avoiding potential hardships, or just a fruitlessness, a dry season. We're avoiding, we're avoiding, we're avoiding. We can only do that by the direction of the Lord. Only by, with the help of God can we avoid. You see, sometimes when, when a person is, uh, um, when their will is to be 
doing a certain thing, their will is so strong, they're going to do that thing because they feel safe, they feel comfortable, they feel well provided for in that moment. They think that it'll always stay that way. But if there is a word from the Lord to make an adjustment, if they don't make that change in the moment, where they are presently will not remain as good as it is. There have been times when I was in doing different things in the will of God, and everything's fine, and there's, there's grace for my place, but then a, there comes a time, there comes a season where the Lord deals with me, and at first it's uncomfortable because I like the brook and the raven food, but the Lord deals with me, and, and if, I, if I didn't make a change, eventually I would have experienced a drought, maybe, a, maybe an inward drought. And I would think, I don't understand what's going on here. I've been blessed in this place. I know, but if the, it, you know, if the cloud moves, to use a different illustration of Israel going through the wilderness from, e from Egypt to the promised land, when the cloud moves, you got to move with it. Because with that cloud comes block from the sun, you know, you, know, uh, it, you follow the leading of the Lord, and in that new place is a new measure of God's provision to live, his grace to thrive, his protection from harm all around. Amen. Praise God. Father, thank you for working in us tonight.